All right, this is True News 365. Thank you once again for stopping by. This is another quick rant uh, that I want to pick up once again on the Calvinist, anti-Calvinist argument bickering all over again. Um, I want to feature once again a, a gentleman called Dr. Braxton Hunter, who I saw on an interview at the Capturing Christianity YouTube page. And he said some things that I really want to focus on because they're so damaging to the body of faith, to the body of believers, to the church. To have this mentality among people who, who name the name of Christ concerning other people that name the name of Christ you know, that are in the body. Okay, let me see if I can cue this up for you. What compatibilism says is, look, what more do you want? Jerry Walls famously says this. I know you've had him on the show. He says, look, what more do you want? Um, you're, you can do whatever you want. But what is under the table is your wants are determined by your, or your actions are determined by those wants, but those wants are determined by a causal history that you have no control over that ultimately goes back to God. And so as a result of that, what that means is God is determining everything, meticulous providence or meticulous determinism. Now, it doesn't take too many people very long thinking about that to think, well, hold on. The Bible seems to be a story of choice. It seems strongly to give the impression that I could have done otherwise. I commit these sins. I do these wrong things. Some people are doing horrendous acts of evil on a mass scale. But if Calvinism is true, God is determining all of those things. So it seems to cause problems for, uh, for God. There you have it. It seems to cause problems for God. Okay. This is the mentality that is so dangerous. Okay. Um, you know, here we have someone who's committed to feeding the world more fodder for hatred and critique against the church and sovereignty of God by literally parroting the arguments of the haters of God by saying that Calvinists make God culpable for sending people to hell. He's helping the atheists and the God haters say, God is unfair, God is evil, God needs to be let off the hook somewhere. This, in essence, is what this man is saying. Personally, I think that some people are just so immature in the faith, if they are in the faith, that is, and are more committed to the culture and mentality of us against them, Yankees versus Red Sox, that they're willing to go this far in talking like this. So the world then uses this mentality and this argumentation against the church and has yet more to accuse God of I mean, it's bad enough that the world falsely judges God every single day, and that's what the world does every time they persecute the church overseas or in history. They falsely accuse or build resentment and disgust against God's people. That's what people like this are facilitating. Anyone who does this, any kind of uh, Christian apologetics will tell you how often God-haters will use this false accusatory evil twist against God's word and against Christians. This is what helps fuel worldly persecution against the saints. This and this um, fleshly and ignorant believers, okay, are facilitating it. So anyone who really believes that Reformed Christians believe God is unfair or evil in his judgments can't possibly then argue that Reformed Christians are even saved or in the faith. Because the Word of God states that God is always good, merciful, God is love. And this doctrine would then contradict all of that, wouldn't it? 
That's the logical conclusion of saying that this is what Calvinism teaches. Of course, if someone says that Reformed doctrine or Calvinism is okay with that conclusion or that false characterization, they're lying. But this is what goes on in the bickering within this subject. My position here isn't partaking, you know, in this theological tug of war because I'm one who believes that this it's unnecessary uh, among believers. You know, if they want to ignore God's sovereignty over man's accountability, that's on them. But I'm not judging anyone standing before God because of, because of this. While the reform see the free will of man and accountability of mankind before God all over Scripture, we we don't deny um, th- we don't deny it or deny it. You know, it is, but we equally see the sovereignty of God all over it as well. The anti-Calvinists say that they see sovereignty in the scriptures, but completely want to force man's free will over the sovereignty of God, and that's where the divide is. And it's very sad. You could be saved with some non-essential bad doctrines, not that there's really any non-essentials, but um, you, you know what I mean, it, you know, pertaining to salvation, that is. But like I always say, it's it'll just add more rocks to your road. So let's continue listening to what he's saying. Determinism leads to problems with moral responsibility. Right. So, for example, um, in Genesis chapter 4, Cain and Abel, the story of Cain and Abel, we all know that Cain kills Abel. They both bring sacrifices. But before Cain kills Abel, but after they bring their sacrifices, um, God speaks to Cain and says, why Why are you feeling this way? Like, could you, I, I'm not quoting it directly, but... Um, if you do well, won't you be accepted? In other words, you could have, you can do better than this. Don't. Obviously, for every um, accountability scripture that he that he uses, he should know already that the Calvinist can also pull out one on sovereignty, or even switch what he's saying. Like for instance, what he's saying about Cain, the conversation Cain, God had with Cain. Well, I can then say, well, then uh, God knew about that. God knew Cain would decide not to listen to him in the overall scheme of things. Why? Because the perspective of the story of God speaking to Cain was from the provenance of us being able to later decipher this conversation about with God and Cain. It would, it's in scripture. It's literally in our Bibles today. Okay. So these, these, these applications are in, in life over and over and over and over again all the time you know so i don't understand why why they get stuck on the narrative of scripture and then find it so difficult while they say that they recognize the sovereignty of god they then can't say that well then god knew where cain would go right with the same thing with judas judas was it was already determined because the Bible had said in old prophecy that Judas, that, that the Messiah would need somebody to, um, uh, to betray him, right? So we knew that, okay? So just because God didn't let us in on the issue with Cain from the beginning of the world doesn't mean that he didn't know it from the beginning before the world ever was. So I'm, I'm confused about their confusion, Let's continue. Why are why are why don't you do better? Why is your countenance falling? Well, this seems to strongly indicate that Cain could have done other than whatever mm-hmm. he ended up doing, giving a bad sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So at least I think that makes God, if determinism is true, it makes God deceptive 
or it makes yeah deceptive i think is the best way to explain it At god deceptive you see so i mean this is really this is really sad because this is where the world takes these arguments from from christians from the mouths of christians themselves so if you know that this is in the position of the calvinists or of the reformed why would you literally think that this is what their what their theology is now you may say this is the logical conclusion of it but you can't possibly say that this is exactly what they believe because we obviously believe that literally god you know, was not just in not answering Job. God was not just when he says, who are you, old man? And in, in, in Romans uh, 9, um, you know, uh, he wasn't uh, unjust when he answered that way. We take it and we accept it, you know, in scripture, but then we forget about that um, uh, sovereignty. You know, I mean, do we remember it when we read God's sovereignty in the Psalms? Or do we think that, well, no, that's just um, the Psalms. <laughs> I mean, I really know. It's really bad. This needs to stop. It, 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 it truly does. It does not help the body of Christ. It's something that's, um, that's, uh, that's out of it most of the times. It's out of uh, immaturity. It's out of a really bad mentality um, that I believe would not, we would not be seeing. If the church was more busy um, doing the works uh, that God left us to do, the gospel, um, and reaching out to people with the good news, and and doing the one of the main commandments of, of Christ, love one another, and by this they'll know that you are truly my disciples, right? Um, and that's for the world to see, as well as to confirm to ourselves that we are truly in Christ. Well, anyway, thanks for listening once again. Thanks again for listening to True News 365. Check out truenews365.com for more podcasts, blogs, resources, commentary. Check me out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Telegram. And until next time, let's keep the faith moving forward and ignite the power of truth with the word of God to our neighbors and the rest of the world in Christ's name. God bless.